Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan football visits Rutgers on Saturday, and it's scary to think about the state of the program should the Wolverines lose that game. How likely is that? We discuss that and more on Wolverine Confidential. Apparently, for Aaron, uh, pretty there's a good chance it might happen, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what were you talking about? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, well, what is this guy? <laughs> this guy's going. This guy's going off. This guy's uh, trying to listen. This, we have a format here, right? I read the intro, and then I also kind of start things off here, and you you just trying to steal uh, things up, and, and you're confusing. Redo. You're confusing, poor Aaron. Uh, but Aaron is. We were we were talking a little bit before we we. Uh, came on air if you will um yeah and aaron aaron you know might think this game's gonna be a little closer than you know ryan and i think but we'll, we'll we can get to that of course he's already in new jersey so maybe he's just feeling that that rutgers love that chop keep chopping mentality breathing in the fresh new jersey air ready to uh pick a tremendous upset here um but yeah michigan michigan visits rutgers saturday night of course, Michigan Rutgers prime time. A couple of one and three teams. Why not? So, so yeah, Michigan is a nine and a half. But you said Aaron, maybe it's already up to double digits. Last maybe. I saw, it was ten. And I think, I think Ryan, you said it was ten. You saw ten and a half. Ten and a half on, on Bavada just now, but I mean, I don't know about in Vegas. So, but I can't seem to find a line on MGM. But that doesn't mean there aren't one. There is one. Maybe it came off the board. But oh. last I saw, it was like ten, ten and a half. Which I mean, is, is growing, but like. If you look at Michigan's, the average of Michigan's wins over Rutgers, the last four, I think they've won by an average of like 40-something points. So like It's insane. I mean, even if you take away that 78, was it 78 nothing or something? What was it? Yeah, so, yeah something. A few years ago. I mean, the, the margin of victory is still just insane. I mean, Michigan has just absolutely crushed them. And I think in some cases make, made a point to do so against, you know, uh, in a, you know, a team that plays in a state that they've they've recruited from heavily. I'll tell you a couple guys to watch out for in Rutgers, though. They got a couple of Huguenots on their team. Okay, a couple of guys who repped the purple and white, played for Coach Lou DiRienzo, talking about New Rochelle High School alums. Dude, get that All out of right. here. Starting left guard, Cedric oh Talent, God. and the freshman wide receiver, Jesse Parson, who broke some of Ray Rice's records at New Rochelle. So shout out to them. But that's Rutgers territory. I mean, they they recruit the state in like New York and New Jersey and the whole area, right? That's kind of where they, they absolutely. Go. That was Greg Schiano going back to the roots that helped uh, build the program to begin with. Ray Rice and Courtney Green, uh, and he had a, he had another player as well from my high school, and now he's 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 going back, going back, reestablishing that pipeline. But no, seriously, they do have a couple of guys from from Michigan, uh, a couple of transfers, including uh, you know one Aaron. You talked to an NJ.com writer. He says he could be the team MVP at halfway through the season. Yeah, we were talking about Michael Dwumfort. I think they're really impressed with it, what they've gotten out of him so far. You know, I don't think Dwumfort has really lit the stat sheet up, mm-hmm. um, but he's played well enough. He started, I think, every game. They've, they've gotten what they wanted out of him, and he's been a nice fill there in the defensive line. You know, I don't know if he would have given Michigan the same production this year. They probably could have used him. They probably would have preferred to have him this year. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, he's kind of stepped in and, and done well. And apparently the other guys, Aaron Lewis – and, and Drew Singleton uh, have, have stepped in and played well as well. Uh, Aaron Moose was the, the recruit, true freshman that came in and transferred for even played a snap at Michigan. So, yeah, Chiano's, you know, taking whatever he can get. They got a team full of transfers, it sounds like. Uh, he's trying to maximize what, what he's been able to get. And you know, Rutgers is only one and three, but I don't really know where to go with this game. 
You know, I could see Michigan blowing them out. I could see this game being close. I could see Rutgers winning this game. Like there's there's so many different angles you can take. Just because very he, helpful. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Throw it at the dartboard and see what sticks. That's basically, I think, what this game is. Like we we have seen Michigan enough to know that they're not very good. Uh, we saw them last week get trounced by Wisconsin. Now, you know, Michigan's played some decent competition so far. I mean, Indiana's pretty good as we as we've seen. Wisconsin's really good as we've seen. So it's like you don't know where to go with this. It's a road game. It's Michigan's clearly, you know, not feeling too great right now. They're they're playing poorly. And then Rutgers is they have the same record, but it almost seems like they're in different worlds. I mean, Rutgers is at least they, they I feel like they've got they feel like they've got more going for them right now. They've they've been competitive with the big boys, Ohio State, you know, Penn State, even though Penn State's all in four. Um, it almost seems like Rutgers is on the way up while Michigan's trending down. Yeah, Rutgers was still down like 30 points at halftime against Ohio State, and they need a bunch of weird little trick plays to get Hey, they <laughs> cover the spread, all right? And hey, they, and not only that, they, they might – don't be surprised if that trickery helped. You know, they use that on Saturday. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's been successful every time they used it this year, even even if it doesn't count after a penalty. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's how they've been getting some of their big plays. But, I mean – it. If you go back to their their week one win against Michigan State, they turn or they forced seven turnovers. I don't think Michigan's going to do that. Uh, they lost to an Illinois team that was still without Brandon Peters. They let Peters' backup run for almost 200 yards against them. I mean, I just think Michigan is still the the more talented team. And at some point, I mean, if Michigan doesn't win this game, who are they going to beat this year? I mean, I'm confident in the Wolverines to win. Um, and I Penn, think Penn I think State to answer your question it. about who they would still beat, they'll still be Penn State. <laughs> Penn State, yeah. I'm on the Wolverines train this. Yeah, this I game. lean, I lean with Ryan on this one. I mean, here's the thing: Greg Schiano is a good coach, and I'm sure he's, you know, X's and O's scheme wise, motivation wise, is you know an improvement from from the previous regime, but not so much so that he's going to elevate Rutgers to suddenly competitive, you know, with the, with the better big 10 programs right away. I mean, cause how is he going to do it? He's going to do it through recruiting and he just, he only has, you know, just the one, the one year under his belt or whatever. And I, I don't see too many true freshmen, you know, contributing for them. So I just, yeah, Michigan is not the, the Michigan we know, but they still are from a, you know, look at their recruiting classes over the last three, four years. They're still up there nationally. So I just, I think this is, this would be more of an eye opener than anything that has happened in Michigan in previous games. Cause you know, Wisconsin just steamrolled them from the start, you know, just took the energy out of them. And, and that was that, you know, if you're, if you're struggling against a Rutgers team that, you know, you've beaten, like, like we said, I mean, the scores of, you know, just like 44 to 10 is kind of a typical Michigan Rutgers score in, in recent years. And you've got, you've got real problems. Yeah. In 2014, Michigan went in there and it was similar to their struggling program. They're, it was near the end of Brady Hogue's tenure, and they go in there and lay an egg in, in Piscataway. So it's it's not, on the, not out of the realm of possibility. I don't know. I, I just go back to I don't know how this game's going to turn out. I, I want to say Michigan's going to come out and put, a, put their foot on the gas and everything else, but we haven't really seen that. Uh, they, I guess they played well against Minnesota. I mean, I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. And put together full, you know, full sixty minutes, and maybe they do that again. But I don't know. You have to wonder the, the wonder about the mental psyche of some of these guys after the three straight losses. Everyone's doubting you. Everyone's ripping you. You know, people are questioning whether your coach is going to be around going going forward. I I, w- I wonder how, what what the players are thinking right now. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. You know, Rutgers has a bit of a. There were questions about whether they'd stick with their quarterback Noah the, the draw that draw and that. 
Pronounce. Yeah. Okay. So, but they're going to Michigan. We, we discussed it in a previous podcast. So if you, um, if you're wondering why we haven't talked about their quarterback situation yet, that's why, um, you can go back to listen to what is it? Tuesday, Wednesday, I think Tuesday, I believe, um, podcast specifically devoted to Joe Milton or Cade McNamara. There's no news since then, you know, that, that we can, we can report. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like if I'm re- recapping in 10 seconds, what we said, it was kind of Aaron, uh, kind of said you could you could Maybe play both kind of coin flip, coin yeah. flip. Yeah, Ryan, you were saying leaning towards Milton because of the matchup and his running ability, and I said, hey, it's time to to try somebody new with McNamara. But we'll see we'll see what happens who, who's out there five or or twelve to to start the game. But what else you got for me on this matchup, Michigan Rutgers? They got the familiar guy. You mentioned Vedral. I mean, Erskowski's on the roster. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen him before. Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, he's their top guy. He's only rushed for 286 yards and a couple touchdowns. So they don't they don't seem to have a, a ton of playmakers. They do have a receiver that has over 300 yards receiving. They don't have a ton of receiver, uh, playmakers, but it's it's one of those things where if one guy gets go, you know, he has a big game. It's it's just like the Michigan State game. If one guy has a big big game, then who who knows what happens? But it's in the town. I think how Michigan comes out of the gate. That's what I'm, I'm most most curious mm-hmm. to see Saturday is how Michigan starts this game because when they started well against Minnesota, they were to put their foot on the, on the gas and and blew them out. Since then, they haven't gotten quick starts at all. They've turned the ball over. They had struggles. So I, I think that the tenor of the game is going to really be decided in those first you know five to seven minutes. I think of the first quarter. If Rutgers didn't lose to Illinois last week, I would I would be feeling a little bit more confident that I mean Rutgers would be able to hang around a little bit more. But I mean Joe Milton had two turnovers last week, but that uh, Noah Vedral had three and four possessions in the second half against Illinois to kind of allow the the fighting Illini to to come back and, and win that game. So I mean a, a lot of issues that have plagued Michigan so far. I mean Rutgers is kind of facing uh, some of, some of those similar issues. Their offense, I mean they haven't put up a ton of yards. Um, they're, they've been strong. They've been advantageous when, when they've been able to get those turnovers, like in the Michigan state game. But I, I just, man, you got to think that Michigan is like, all right, we, th- this is, this is it. Here we go. Get back on track and, and win this game. So I, I will be, when our predictions come out Friday morning, I will be taking Michigan to win by more than, more than a touchdown, more than 10 points. I, I think they put it together this week. We mentioned uh, just so I have it straight here. You know, Rutgers did did stun Michigan the, their first year in the in the Big Ten in 2014. Since then, here are the scores, all in favor of Michigan: 49-16, 78 nothing. Folks got 78 uh, percent off their meal at uh, the local steakhouse here in Ann Arbor because of that. I remember. Uh, <laughs> Jim right, Harbaugh, yeah. Jim Harbaugh took advantage of it despite his seven million dollar salary. Uh, 35-14. 42 to seven and last year 52 nothing so I if this game is 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 close if Rutgers wins this game given that those trends I mean that kind of says it all about where this Michigan program is well what was Rutgers's record in in 2014 their final record I think they got to a bowl game didn't they go like eight and five that year or something uh let me look here they were they had a good year, I think. Rutgers was eight and five, yes. Yeah, so Rutgers was also a much better team that year, too. I mean, Rutgers still isn't a good team. Like, yeah, Michigan's been terrible this year and has been struggling, but they're also facing a team that isn't very good and has been struggling, too. So all, I think it's a, 
little all bit different. I'm, all I'm saying <laughs> is I'm not discounting anything at this point. I'm not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not committed to saying Michigan's going to win or blow them out. I'm not committed to saying that, like, this game is, is, is going to be a cakewalk. I just I, – I don't know. You, you have to – like, if Michigan's coming off win, like, had they, like, played Michigan State last week and beaten them close or whatever after, like, back-to-back losses to Wisconsin, Indiana, I would be, like, thinking differently. But they're – I don't know. I, I just you – get, you get a feeling about this team that they're not in a good place right now. Uh, and Jim Harbaugh has said that publicly they've just been beaten down. So it's like, at what point, well, I, I don't know. Like that, that's, yeah, you, you gotta wait, know. you gotta wait around all day for a game, you know, in front of no fans. And it's just, yeah. I mean, after, you know, travel to get there and yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. Um, I'm just saying it'd be, it'd be very, very worrisome for Michigan. If, if that's the case, um, of course their, their available personnel will go a long way in, in, in determining the outcome of this game too. You know, it's quitty pay. Ready to be back. He was on the sideline at least for the last game. You know, either they're starting offensive tackles ready to go after missing the last two games. Like these are areas of cons- uh, that were that were weak for Michigan. I guess every area was a problem against Wisconsin, but um, it would help to get your uh, you know your better players back at least. Here's the area I'm looking at on the at least the offensive side of the ball Saturday. Ryan, you mentioned Isaiah Williams, Illinois' quarterback, who rushed for almost 200 yards against against Rutgers last week. How does Michigan do with the run game? Because their run game has been so hit or miss. It's been bad the last few weeks. They've been rotating guys in. They've been giving guys carries that probably shouldn't be shouldn't be getting as many carries. Like it, it still baffles me that like Hassan Hoskins is, is averaging 7.8 yards per carry. And he's only gotten 21 carries this season. Like, why not give him, give him the ball? Same thing with Zach Charbonnet. I mean, and last week, it almost seemed like early on, they were trying to feed Blake Corum. And look, I, I get it. He's quick and everything else. But, like, give, give the football to the guys that, that are producing. Now, they couldn't run the football for, for, for crap last week. I would presume that's going to change against Rutgers. But I, I'm curious to see how Michigan establishes the ground game and if they stick to one or two guys or try and get all four involved again. You just learned in our podcast uh, webinar, Aaron. You you could have said a different word there instead of crap. You could have. We you, you can get away with one of those a podcast, but you know I'm glad I'm glad you took the approach you did. But yeah, Ryan, what's what's the deal? Why is Michigan uh, allotting its carries the way it is? That, that is a good question. I mean, if you look at it, I feel like Haskins has been the most productive bat this year, and he he's only he hasn't really had much of an opportunity these past two weeks. Like, why are they going away from? a guy that proved last year that he could be a reliable back. And in most of the, his touches this year has been uh, done the most with them. So I don't know why there, I understand that that Blake Corum might be your most explosive player, but he's the most explosive when he's out in space. And like, he's not a guy that's going to run through the tackles and burst off like a big game. And you, you can maybe get him on some swing passes or, or something like that, or, or some tosses. But like right now, I think you just got to go back to the basics, pound the, pound the rock in between the tackles and picked up some, even some four and five yard gains on first down to go a long way instead of having second and nine or second and 10 all the time. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think they, they might need to shrink the rotation a little bit and, and go with, uh, go with what has worked in the past. And that has been uh, Hassan Haskins for the most part. Bring a little thunder to, you know, to match the lightning instead of, you know, right. just uh, all, all one, one style. Um, all right, we've been giving our, uh, our our Big Ten lock of the weeks. Um, mine, my streak finally broke last week, so maybe people are, are jumping off the bandwagon. But I say I'm just, hey, it's time for a new one to start. Um, but uh, since I don't have it in front of me right now, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to either of you to give me your Big Ten lock of the week. My original lock I was thinking about going with 
the game's canceled. Maryland, Michigan State. <laughs> Got the COVID was, X on the Big Ten standings board. Yeah, so I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I want to say... I don't know. Do you have it, Ryan? Do you want to go I've, I've got some oh, options. I for do. Folks. I got do. Purdue. I was just going to say, I, I know it's not the same as Aaron's because he's been so hesitant to, to pick the, the game I'm going to pick, but it is Michigan. The line we got was minus nine and a half against Rutgers, and I am taking the Wolverines to cover. Win by two touchdowns. Look it. I don't disagree there. I can go next. There's several games I like this week, actually. A lot of opportunities to make money for our loyal listeners. I mean, Illinois getting a couple of touchdowns against Nebraska. Come on, easy money. You got uh, Penn State. I'm going back to them this week. They're, yes, they're, I do like that. They're too. no worse than, than Iowa, so I'm tempted to do that. So I'm kind of torn between Penn State and then Ohio State. When in doubt, go with the better team, even if they're playing the better team, that's always been my philosophy instead of taking the points with a, with a crap team. So I'll, I'll, I'll lay 20 and a half with Ohio state against Indiana. I know Indiana's ranked in the top 10, but I still just think Ohio state is that much better than the rest of this conference. Certainly the rest of the, the East this year. So yeah, I'll lay the points with, with, with the Buckeyes um, as my big 10 lock of the week. That's a good one. I, I think I'd agree with that. I'll change it up just for change up sakes. Uh, I'm going to go, I'll go with Purdue minus three at Minnesota. Minnesota's a mess. They can't play defense. They keep losing. Uh, Purdue's coming off that loss to, to Northwestern. They lost to Michigan for crying out loud. Uh, yeah. Purdue's pissed. <laughs> Purdue's pissed. They're coming off that loss to Northwestern. Um, I'm going with Purdue. Lay the three. I, I think they win it pretty handily. I like I like everyone's locks this week, so naturally we're all going to go over three. Now you can find all our picks on on mlive.com uh, slash Wolverines. I know I know it's up there from from earlier in the week, but um, and then we'll have our our specific predictions with some you know a little more detail for Michigan Rutgers posting uh, Friday morning. All right, Saturday night at SHI Stadium, as it's called now. Aaron will be there with uh, all the coverage on mlive.com slash Wolverines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast.